Hello. This is No Cures, Only Alchemy, the podcast. Uh-huh. And I am Beth Hill. I'm Bette Williams. And this is an emergency episode, friends. Storm is coming. The storm is here. You're going to hear some thunder and possibly <laughs> oh, it's rain actually here. in the background. I, well, it's, it's just outside. but um, It's an gonna... emergency because there was some distress over the fact that in my article for Lucid News called What is Not Psychedelic in a Conversation About the Nature of What Is, I mentioned that Taylor Swift was psychedelic and it freaked people out. And we, we talked about this on our introductory episode. Um, the game that we play, what's psychedelic, what's not psychedelic. And I just, I want to remind you all that this is a game and this is an opinion and it's also not a qualifier. As I said, I want nothing more than Star Wars to be psychedelic and that doesn't make it so. And Taylor Swift, one of the reasons she's psychedelic is that the psychedelic exists in mysterious vacancy, like the face of an ostrich. And her voice is like something so angelically empty. And I actually really like Taylor Swift. Her new album is quite good. Her new album that, that surprise album released today, yesterday, today, last night, something like that. I'm not, I'm a new Taylor Swift fan. I think the, the Netflix documentary certainly won my heart in a way that I did not expect. And I, poor thing is barely here. She's, she's not. And I felt bad because, um, I, I worked very hard to when I learned that my niece was becoming a fan of Taylor Swift. This was completely appropriate. She's like an eight-year-old girl. You tried to steer her away. I did. I, I mean, I, I immediately, we did a Grimes intervention. There, yeah. were, there were some videos. There were some conversations. And, you know, she saw Taylor Swift. But I, I think the thing that I took from that is when, when we sent her the Grimes videos, she said, wow, it's just all girls. And they're really, the fashion is amazing. And now Grimes is very AI and you've been pushing like Miss Anthropocene on her. And then meanwhile, Taylor Swift, but now she's swearing a lot. Yeah, I know. That was the one thing I had to, I had to think about, Mm -hmm. you know, again, I think about my niece and the new album, but the swear words aside, Taylor Swift is psychedelic and we're not, this is our opinion. We had a story occur, which cemented this for us, which Beth will share with us about well this is why this is an emergency we've learned a lot of things since being confronted with the um i mean basically people just challenged our our ideas of of what is and what isn't so we had to figure it out um we were telling this to a very wise friend who told us this story and this is how it goes she has a friend a woman who her entire life has just been terrified of bugs to the point of which she can't be in a room with a bug, with a spider. And this particular summer in Santa Fe, spring and summer, we have had a moth season to rival no other. And the Miller moths, if you know, you know. And so she was just out of her mind. And she was telling this to our friend who then told this story to another friend who said this. Well, that makes sense, is what he said, because there is apparently an insect overworld that has no interest in us as human beings, and it exists as a network, as a system, and and as she told us this, she she 
you know, said that's literally above our heads. And then as a younger person, turns out that she had a relationship with a praying mantis. Yes, yes. So that they, was like they, her pal they don't as a child. Yeah, he had some questions and, and he said, tell me where you think this began. And so. Yeah, so she had this like praying mantis pal and one day it disappeared. And ever since that moment, she's she lost been it. petrified she, she of was, bugs. She was, she was so upset and she, you know, nothing to do, gone, praying mantis. And that was where it started. And so we immediately received a download that Taylor Swift also has an insect overlord relationship. Possessed. I, Possessed. I, I, as, I, as I said, I think that when Taylor Swift was a very, very young girl, she made a prayer to the butterfly gods. Yeah. Well, as did Dolly Parton, who's another singer with yes, the yes. insect I mean, overlord. Not, not the first girl to make this prayer. Yeah. Um, and whatever, child, girl, boy, anyone can make this prayer. It doesn't mean that this prayer gets answered. But Taylor Swift, I, I don't think that Taylor Swift has ever been on the planet. I think that at that moment, her, her soul and her spirit were swooped up into, into this other system. And she has now become a vessel. So we did a little research, of and course. I and I googled Taylor Swift and bugs, and there's an episode of her. Well, one, she talks a lot about her terror in Australia. Many singers, Dolly Parton included, have a lot of stories about the insects that apparently fly in your face in concerts in Melbourne, huh. specifically. Like it's like a deal. Taking um, note. Yeah, we'll never go there again in our lives as Americans. But, right. <laughs> but so, so Taylor's on Ellen. And Ellen knows this fear of insects that Taylor apparently has, having to do specifically with a fear of earwigs. So she's on Ellen, and and Ellen has arranged for a person in an earwig costume to come out behind her, and Taylor Swift turns around, screams so loud, we're falls gonna, to the ground. We're going to post all of yeah, these, these references on our, on our Instagram No Cures page. Only Alchemy film <laughs> movie, Instagram, Instagram film. So, I mean, this is obviously cause for an emergency episode. Yeah. This is something that once you know something like this. It led us down a lot of paths. One of the insect overlords and then the same friend sent us some information. Right. Well, we were sort of trading conspiracy theories. Yeah. And so we we told her about QAnon. We told her about I've some other things. I've lost all interest in most conspiracy theories now that like QAnon's gone whack. I used to be really into that. And I'm like, what does interest me? And what interests me is the stairs in the woods. Yes, she said, I'll raise your QAnon to mystery to stairs in the woods. Beth, explain. I, I mean, I'm going to try. But in addition to an insect overworld, there are apparently throughout the world, world. staircases that have no end in the middle of forests. Some of these staircases are carpeted with white carpeted. With white carpet, there some of them are stone. Some of them are impeccably clean. That's a repeated pattern, yes. And the, the thing that happens is when you encounter one of these mystery staircases, obviously you're completely freaked out. There's no evidence of how these materials could get out to these People locations. People feel very good around them. They get they feel, scared. They, they feel ill. And then if you decide to be brave, and ascend these stairs, apparently you lose time. Wow. And so Beth said, 
this makes me think of the map, the map of the caves, which is superimposed on a map of missing people. So caves yes. and, and cave state systems, parks. State parks. Missing and people. Missing people. And these staircases are often discovered by um, park rangers, wildland yeah. fire, firefighters, um, hikers, deep woods mm -hmm. campers. And then another phenomenon of these staircases is once discovered, often, of course, they disappear. Yes. So this is a lot of information to take in. It's a lot, which brings me to the theme of, that is always a theme of life in general. Who was the therapist that talked about boundaries being like the most important thing in therapy? I don't remember. I but don't either. There are necessary boundaries between us and the insect world. And I don't think I want to encounter a staircase necessarily. You know, I'm not no. going to go. No, I'm not interested in seeking that. One of these. Um, lightning just happened, which I want a boundary with that. I, for yeah, right. <laughs> that was close. It was very close. And what is also close is Homeland Security in in Albuquerque. Right here in Albuquerque. Have they arrived yet? I had a dream last night. Um, about that I had to go down to Albuquerque and there were wild cows in the streets. These bony, they were bony and white running cows um, and they, I was really afraid that I was going to get run over by them. I ended up meeting a group of hippie women and one of them told me that the weed I've been eating is really bad for my pituitary gland. And then I went to an old Spanish church where they were closing down the church and I was wondering if I could carry all the relics back with me to Santa Fe. This was your dream. This is my dream about Albuquerque. And I've been mm -hmm. thinking about it a lot in terms of the fact that Homeland Security should be here Basically, no. I think they're here. No, and our governor's not yeah. happy about it. Shout out to Gov. Um, yeah, I mean, we all know what's happening in Portland. And so um, the current president, who has decided that he's going to send these troops to Chicago and to Albuquerque, I'm yeah. going to tell you, friends, we there's, there's nothing going on. It, there, we've had marches. We've had a lot of ongoing yeah. activity um much like everywhere else across america but I, no nothing nothing i mean nothing that it's it's laughable i'm gonna send some interdimensional bony cows on their ass yeah no it, it makes no sense at all so i've seen a lot of memes um and this is again specific to albuquerque that we should all just stay home I mean, and, and so there was a great video on YouTube of just literally this, this downtown streets have been pretty empty. Yeah. Um, there's been some protests today in front of the um, courthouse around the ICE detention camps and COVID um, and, you know, getting those those prisoners out. But other than that, um, we've been you know, so we've concerned. Got control. We've been very concerned with some friends, you know, down in Portland. And then, you know, when you get like so many people out on the streets, though, it really does make... It's it's important. So, yeah. so, well, so what is your decision? Like, when would you go out? When would I go out? Yeah, out to onto front lines. Like, what situation would you? I mean, do you even know? I guess it would depend on on a matter of factors. Yeah, I mean, we've you and I have attended a few of the protest marches here in Santa mm -hmm. Fe, and we had a great one in our little town of mm -hmm. Madrid. Um, and uh, clearly, you know, I'm going to wait and see what happens yeah. with with what's going on in Albuquerque. But so far I have seen calls to just, 
you know, ignore them. Don't mm -hmm. give them any reason yeah. to come after us. It's really, I mean, I feel very baited by this situation yeah. right now, but I mean, you and I went to Standing Rock. Um, well, turning attention to, to evictions and the fact that a lot of people don't have food. I have a friend who works at the local food bank. And yeah, there's a lot really of going on right things now. Things we can be doing that have to do with really pragmatic things, and it's all political action. I've, I've taught myself to sew. And so I've, I've taken, you know, the undercurrent of everything right now, whether we like it or not, is this, is this pandemic. So mm -hmm. I am making masks mm -hmm. and I've been sending care packages out and I'm collecting a bunch right now through some other friends, sending them up to our friend Laura Hopkins in Portland. And she's going to put them on the faces of mm -hmm. everyone that she sees as she's out with her, I think it's her blue truck. Yeah. So if you see well, Laura Hopkins in a blue truck with a uh, with a cool mask on, yeah, give and her to, a shout out. To circle back around to the insect realm to honor them, I want to share a story that ties in with, you know, the emergency we're in. Is that there's always the unexpected and the impossible. And I was on the phone with our friend. We were both on the phone with Riel, who said that there are these white butterflies that have appeared in the world that actually eat Monsanto Roundup. Wow. Oh, right. And she also told us about spiders in Hawaii, a particular orb weaver that um, that apparently weaves. They a, do a regular a web. A particular web. And then, and then put it a, white, a, a large X through it. Yeah. And and that, then, then we were talking about boundaries. Yeah. And that reminded me um, of a story that my friend Jake told me years ago. And the one thing I have to say is I, I think that there is a connection between you know, we, we learned um, from Richard Powers from the overstory that trees are communicating constantly. And I think that that might have something to do with this insect network. And I was home in Rochester, New York, and there's this field where I walk my dog every time I go home. And I was with my brother and I, I could not get into the path. The brush was grown over so densely I sat there and we finally just gave up. And I was saying this to my friend Jake and he said, oh, well, you know, I don't think that nature wants us in there right now. And then he continued to tell me the story of how poison ivy has been showing up on the borders of all of these wild spaces. Wow. And the trees have been <laughs> creating these boundaries and these borders yeah. in places that he too had been able to to walk, he was no longer able to access. And you know, upstate New York, Rochester, this is the burned over district. This is this is near Lilydale. There's a lot of there's a lot of things happening there too. Yeah. But this I think has to do with the trees. They're just I don't know, they they had some business to do This is rain clearly. you're hearing right now. So this is rain. So maybe, maybe So this is time. our emergency episode. We're gonna be back um, next time, um, very soon with our um, episode that we spoke about earlier. With the, the new rules. About the new rules. But I do want to take a moment and congratulate you, Bet Williams. This week your book, The Wild Kindness, became a real thing. A real object that exists in the world. Did it? It did. Um, I'm really <laughs> Yeah, it really did. Doter Press. Um, sent us a big old box full of books That's, and wow we're gonna be um so stay tuned about that um but cool. yeah this is no cures only alchemy, no cures only alchemy. go to our See instagram you. page and you can find links to all of these things we've talked about today